Another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm stoked to have one of our very own coaches on the pod this week. Meet Casey. Casey is a recovering accountant, I'd like to say. And I only say recovering, well, with the greatest of intentions, with the most high vibration, that he chose that after getting his designation and working in the corporate space with an excellent firm, KPMG, he took the off-ramp and became a coach. And this conversation lowered my nervous system. It had me realize what was really important, less about the doing, all about the being, and also the internal journey that we go on to get to that place. It's funny and how serendipitous that he just returned from literally traveling. And yet this conversation speaks about the travel and the journey that he went on inside to become who he is today. And the journey isn't over yet. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Perhaps you have a pen and you take some notes of the questions to ask yourself or the ones you love later on. And if this conversation resonates, it might just be one worth having with Casey himself. And you can find him under our coaching section at the Corker Collective. Enjoy. Casey, thanks for jumping on the mic. Welcome to Uncorked. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I thought we were recording this while you were in South America, and little did I know that actually four days ago, you've now returned back to Vancouver. So the global traveler that you are, let's dive in first and tell us about life outside of Vancouver and what it feels like to come home. Yeah, I traveled quite a bit when I was in university. I went to UBC Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to do an exchange in Vienna. I did a case competition in Australia. I spent a couple of weeks in China with the university visiting some companies out there and I had a career in Vancouver. So throughout university, I was like, this is cool. I'll maximize as much traveling as I can as a student, not having much money. I would say at hostels <laughs> going into the professional work environment. I thought, how could I do international work? How mm. could I have the opportunity to travel and work? And right when I had the opportunity to do that, COVID happened. And it was like, oh, you're, you're going to stay home for the next two weeks, three weeks, two months, two years kind of thing. I look at travel as one of the best ways to open up your perspective. And it's not accessible to everyone. I'm fully mindful of that. But travel to me means going to new neighborhoods. Mm. It means seeing with new perspectives. And if you have the time and the means and the availability to go somewhere entirely new. So Mm -hmm. I've actually spent the last six months with my fiance traveling in South America and Central America. And I could share more about that story of how I got there, because it was something I dreamed of doing for about two years while working. Mm -hmm. And when the pandemic started, well, there was never an end to it. Like we didn't have this big party and celebration, but when restrictions got taken away, we thought, why wait? Mm -hmm. How can we make that possible? And it's been this journey that we've been on for the last few years. And now, yes, I'm back in Vancouver for a visit and I'm loving it so much more perspective of leaving and coming mm-hmm. back. And, you know, there's so much to contrast in these different life experiences. Mm-hmm. Gosh, well, I ask, and I think we need to like really mic drop and land why wait. 
and what is the new perspective. And to your point, I moved into a new neighborhood about a year ago, and I just love going on walks and random walks at random times of day, because it all still feels so new. And it is that newness that I think inspires curiosity and inspires, you know, my retinas get invigorated of what else is possible. And I bring this up because you came from, and and we can speak about your profession as an accountant, which is rather stable and is typically, you know, in one location and doesn't necessarily offer itself to a global, you know, wandering traveler or hasn't in the past, let's say. And so I wanted to start with traveling because I'd love you to take us on the journey of the moment, the experience that had you question is this role being an accountant fulfilling everything I want in my life? Really good question. The question of fulfillment came after a bunch of self-discovery after university. I like to describe my educational path, born and raised in Vancouver, go to high school, was told, Casey, when you graduate high school, you'll go to UBC by my parents. I'm like, yeah, great, let's do that. So I took an accounting class in grade 11 and grade 12. And we played Monopoly and we calculated our entries that are bookkeeping. When you go to jail, it was an expense. When you get rent, you get revenue. And my teacher made it really fun. He actually wrote the textbook for all the high schools. It was a big clunky orange textbook. And it was quite inspiring to have a teacher make accounting very interactive and fun because it wasn't just math. And Steph, I loved math. I liked counting growing up. I also really liked working with people and teaching and I would spend my time tutoring. But when it came to my decision to go to university, I didn't see myself going down a route to become a teacher at all. I heard a lot about going to school to study business, a lot of influence from family and from friends to go in that direction. And of course I did. Spent four and a half years at UBC where I got a lot of experiences to travel. Those were probably the highlights of my time. Along the way, I had a goal in mind. It was get good grades, do enough extracurriculars and community activity to get qualified to get into school, university, and duplicate that so that you could get qualified to get a full-time job. And that narrative was embedded into my essence. Mm -hmm. Now, it then continued after university to get the graduate degree in accounting and then continued to get a professional designation in accounting. Now, I was good at it. Give me a syllabus, I'll figure out how to get good grades. The thing is, the question of fulfillment didn't come up until after I finished my formal education as an accountant at 24 years old. Quarter life crisis hits. What did I do all that for? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I was working a corporate job. Pandemic was just about to hit us in the face. Leading up to that point, However, there were a few milestone moments that I need to highlight, not everyone will know, is during that time, because I was so focused on my education and my studies, when hardship would be faced, death of a cousin, unexpected, Mm. death of a classmate, Mm. unexpected, loss of relationships, unexpected, I'd suppress it, Mm. not knowing the tools or how or if I should dig a little bit deeper to understand the impact of these grievances. Mm. And I didn't start to understand myself until I started to question, what is this for? If my cousin could get taken away so early, my classmate could get taken away so early, what's the difference between me and them? 
-hmm. What kind of impact can I make on others? And I remember so clearly showing up at work shortly after my cousin passed. I'm like, I'll just work harder. Mm -hmm. I need to stay focused. But deep down, I was in pain, wondering what could have been different. Mm -hmm. How can I show up best for myself, for others and those around me? And at that time, I actually started volunteering with students. I had an opportunity to do a motivational conversation with youth seeking employment that have anxiety disorder. Mm. I was like, this is interesting. This is mm. impactful. This is fun. But I'm just an accountant. Mm. For so many years, my identity was tied to my education, to my grades, to my profession, but I'm just an accountant. And I started talking with mentors outside of the field, old classmates, old professors, after getting a bunch of feedback from the industry saying, just stick it out. Mm. Make it to manager, finish your work. And that contrast was this internal conflict that I was battling for years. Mm. Do I continue down this path that I don't think I'm going to be motivated to follow in the long term because I had life experience to show me a different perspective? Mm. Or in other words, this inward travel that I embarked on. And through these experiences, I found more motivation to learn more about myself to get better grades things started to shift and i did get good grades i did do what i needed to do to succeed externally but i questioned myself all the time internally mm -hmm. do i have what it takes to be happy do i have what it takes to care for others do i have what it takes to be me and that journey has been my guide ever since it's been many years and it's led me down the path of shifting careers exploring the world being more creative um, starting a business, the question that I ask myself is how could I be me and how could I offer more value to others? Mm. If I see opportunities that align with that, I'll follow it. If I see conflict mm. with that, I'll have to ask myself seriously, is this something that I want to invest time into? Mm -hmm. Very different guide than having a syllabus written for me. Casey, this is what you need to succeed. Mm -hmm. Create something for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's taken a lot of self-development work, a lot of risk. Mm a lot of self-belief, but I look back at the lives that were lost early and a lot of what motivated me to do what I'm doing now is to live life to the fullest mm -hmm. and not wait. Mm -hmm. I don't need to wait till 65 to retire and go have the time to spend time with my family. Yeah. I need to prioritize that now. And if it means deviating and stepping away from a syllabus path, if that's even a word, yeah, <laughs> path, I was ready to pave my own. Mm -hmm. It's been scary. It hasn't mm -hmm. been easy. But yeah. coming back to Vancouver after traveling for the last six months, I realized that this has been a dream of mine for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Now that I've done it, I asked myself a question. What else would I like to learn about myself? Mm -hmm. And how else can I add value? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. These are really, really powerful questions. And I you know, appreciate that we started this. And I was like, Casey, he's just come back to Vancouver and he's traveled and yeah. you're grounding me to say, wait, what is this inward travel that you've been on where you don't collect aeroplan points and you don't show up to the airport and there isn't a security yes. guard checking your liquids. It's the security <laughs> guard of self that says, what are you really packing along for this trip of a lifetime? And 
I feel you. And I think for our listeners listening to this conversation, it's heartbreak when it takes losing someone in this physical form in this lifetime before we stop to ask the question of why wait and who do we really want to become? And I'm reminded that all of these stops on our journey that we think we're going to some destination, weave a path and the greater that trail, it's like if you become the accountant and follow the syllabus, it's like the trail becomes muddy and it becomes the only way. And then you get to a point where you may feel stuck and and we feel like there isn't another trail to follow. There isn't another way. And that is what definitely hits me. And I appreciate you sharing, you know, your age and time frame. And, you know, you were with a large, we can share KPMG accounting firm for several years before you questioned, maybe I need an off-ramp and maybe it's not about a new trail. And in fact, it's like, now I'm getting on an airplane more in the proverbial sense. Like I'm fleeing this path and I'm going to go very consciously to something else. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. You know, you mentioned family and I'm curious, both family and professionals, was there any resistance or even what is the word of like cheering you on like was there pushing you forward or holding you back when you declared wanting to make this change yeah there's a lot of peer pressure yeah right you go into a profession where everyone's a high achiever Mm. where excellence is at the forefront there was a lot of peer pressure to be good yeah you're all perfect you accountants you're perfect And it extended back to business school, extended back to high school, extended back to growing up. Yeah, childhood. There's a lot to unpack. Now, the peer pressure to succeed and do more got me into the doing mode. Mm. I like to describe the beginning of my career. Being a yes person was quite beneficial to get opportunities, Mm. to try things out, to make mistakes, to the point where you say yes to too many things, spread yourself thin, burn yourself out, and... You don't achieve excellence in any area. Hmm. Now, I experienced the pushes and the pulls of this social pressure. On one end, it's work harder. It's going to pay off. On the other end is don't burn yourself out, slow down. And initially, when I had the notions of slowing down, I didn't have very many people to support me in that. I didn't know who to go to because my current was a lot faster than the still water. Mm. And where I found probably one of the most important conversations I've had in my life was my first session with a therapist. And my therapist, she's hybrid therapist, hybrid coach. I went in with the intention of I'm stuck in my career. Where do I go? And I have employment benefits to use. So I thought, why not? I didn't get connected with her until I got a referral because I felt trust with one of my colleagues. Talk with this person. She's helped me a lot. Why don't you give it a shot? I said, sure. Wouldn't doubt your word. Now, that first conversation, talking with a third party, entirely third party professional, was life-changing because I went in asking, help me figure out my career, and came out asking, who am I? 
this ball of emotions was exposed, bouncing. And, you know, before, if I were to be asked, how do you feel? What's going on? I say, oh, good or bad. Things are okay. How do you really feel? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't give it too much attention. I, I spend a lot of my time doing things. And working with a coach and working with a therapist, and I've, I've had multiple coaches and therapists since for different purposes, I've learned that the journey inward is much deeper beyond just the thought and our feelings and our actions, but it's the essence of who we are and who we want to be, not just what we do. And that really shifted me to start focusing on my intentions. And honestly, I was nervous to share that I was getting help and that I was curious about these questions and questioning myself with my family because it was such a vulnerable thing to be experiencing and vulnerability became like the buzzword for myself through that transition through my quarter life crisis what we could call it or this transition from being a student to professional or being a boy to a man whatever transition you want to be calling it for yourself but the vulnerability was this thing that what I was so scared of and then I realized that it was this thing that was so impactful and powerful because it humanizes our way of communicating to the point where I became so open with my friends with my family despite having doubts of what they would say all the way out to sharing with my team members at work how much I benefited from this work to starting an employee resource group when I was at the company to share with hundreds of people at a time the stories of mental challenges and loss and the ability that we have to take ownership of our path mm -hmm. to the point where I realized that this isn't just about me at all. I've done my work. It's time to serve. And mm -hmm. it's now this continual snowball effect of going in and going out. Mm -hmm. It's so beautifully said. And as I listen to you, I think we talk about change being a constant and, you know, these one-liners that we so know to be true. And yet, how often are we really living or embodying that and honoring the changes that are happening for everyone all the time? And I know, you know, as I've gone through life changes and I'll speak to my parents or, you know, different people, and it feels like such a big deal to them. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, like, we know that change is the essence of life. Like I'm here to just tell you about the next stepping stone that's happening in life right now. And it's a beautiful change. And so it feels like this teeter totter. We know change is the essence of life. And yet there are these roots that want to like hold us to a certain way of being. And it's just, it's so beautiful to hear you speak about this, that it feels like work is a pinprick work is the head of the iceberg. And what it feels like you've really had the chance to do is go underwater and look at the big iceberg as it is and dive into that. And then work might be an iceberg, relationships might be an iceberg, location, geography might be icebergs, and then you get to make changes there. But goodness, it's so much more beneficial to dive in underwater and go underwater with a coach or a therapist or Casey himself. So before we go, I do want to just speak to how the transformation of diving into a career of coaching has been for you and what is it that really lights you up about coaching today honestly i didn't know what coaches were mm. when i was when i was coaching i was yeah. quote unquote mentoring or teaching or sharing like i said in high school i was good at numbers and i liked working with people but professionally i chose the numbers 
mm. invest deeply into my skill in connecting, mm. my skill in communicating. But I always did volunteer on the side. Mm. When I was in high school, I'd be volunteering to teach the juniors, <laughs> university to teach the high schoolers, and that would cycle. And as a coach, I like to take away the word coach and just think mm. of myself as a listener and mm. as a thought provoker, as a thinking partner, as a strategist. And I don't need to know everything. That's the biggest thing. I don't need to have all the knowledge in the world because that's what Google's for. Or chat GPT, if you want chat to. Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am really good at being patient. And if I think back to the journey, I've always been patient and I've always been the type of person to listen, but I never thought it was a skill that I could get paid for. Mm. I never thought it was a skill that people would want. It was natural to me. Mm. So when I made the transition from working with numbers to working with people, it came really naturally. It also came with a lot of resistance, mm. this push and the pull. And the biggest resistance for me was not knowing if I would be able to do it mm. but through validation, through testing, through asking, can I try coaching you? Mm. Can I have a conversation with you? I realized that this is my life work. Mm. Well, before I started working professionally as a coach and getting certified, I knew that this was something so important to me. I'd actually go back to my journal, Steph. I write in my phone and I started looking up the word coach a year ago. Like this has been in my awareness since like 2017. Mm. I want to help people. I want to motivate I want to do it authentically. All this stuff was in my awareness, but I didn't exactly know how to make that my reality mm. until I started really focusing in on developing a plan. And what I love, love, love about coaching is that I learn every single session. Mm. So like I said earlier, how could I continually learn more about myself and how could I serve others? Coaching is exactly that. Mm. Magic. I have a couple of questions. I just want to pause and reflect back how powerful it is to be in a conversation like this with someone who has done the work and continues to do the work and is in the practice of doing the work. And while this is not a coaching session, the thought provoking nuggets that you have dropped for us here, like land on my heart and make me ask, how can I be a better version of myself? And how do I take out the doing to realize what is possible right now in every moment and how can I let a walk in the neighborhood feel like a new destination? The questions that really matter that may or may not change someone's career and that may or may not be the point. And yet that doesn't mean it's not perfect and beautiful and synchronous time to invest in these conversations. And just the vibration of being able to engage with you is so powerful, Casey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate your questions and getting me to reflect as well. Mm. How, how it is being back in the city and reflecting mm. a little bit more on the last few years. Yeah. What a journey. Well, I have to ask because you picked up your phone, you know, Casey grabbed his phone to say the word coach has been coming up and I'm wondering your relationship with your phone and being a traveler. Do you have an app that you journal in? Is there any like phone hack that we need to know yeah. the coaches hack? I love it. I have an app called Journey. I downloaded it like five years ago when I was traveling in China. I was backpacking. And at the time, it's probably the same. They blocked all of these Western apps. 
Uh, I found this third party app journey. It's great. You have daily, daily updates and you can put photos in there. My relationship with my phone, I use it as a tool. It actually got pickpocketed from me a couple weeks ago when oh. I was in Peru. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go without for the next few weeks. Mm. And I realized that we get to choose how we interact. Mm. And we could have a whole nother segment on this, but how we yeah. interact with technology and the masses of information that we have in contrast mm -hmm. with the depths of what's within. Mm -hmm. I like to use my phone as a tool. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks for that question. You're piquing my curiosity now. Journey. Let's see if you can access the Journey. app Journey. Yeah. It's worth downloading. All right. And Notion. Well, Notion as well. Notion. I, I love Notion. Yes. I, I do all my business stuff on Notion. <laughs> that's it's very coach of you. It's very appropriate. Okay. Our last question we wrap every podcast with is what is currently making your heart beat faster? And that is what we want to know. I love it. I'm getting married in a few months. And wow. That's, that's all I think about a yeah. lot of the time. Like I'm balancing business and traveling, but you know, my relationship's one of the most important things. And that's we're in amazing. The process of planning and, you know, getting people the information and yeah. That's what's getting me going right now. Amazing. Where are you getting married, Casey? In Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Magic. In the summertime? In the fall. Which will In be the nice fall. Nice and warm. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's so special. Well, we will make sure people know how to find you. We'll definitely be hearing much more from you. And I just want to say a huge thanks. It was such a pleasure to get to hit record and riff with you today. Thank you. Really appreciated the conversation. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.